This week's episode is brought to you by... This podcast is brought to you in part by investatheteam.com. We have created the official merch of Generational Wealth. You have to shift your mindset from employee to you can't fire me the boss. Always remember, no sacrifice, no reward. Hood Estates, exclusive collection available at investatheteam.com. Now back to the world's greatest podcast. You are listening to Tweet Talk, yes! a Black Wealth podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. Now it's time to break down these financial concepts with your hosts, Mr. Time Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Tweet Talk, episode 31. It's 33, man. It's 31. Yeah. It's lit. <laughs> I thought it was 33. Somebody somebody mentioned to me they were like something about episode 33. But I think he meant episode 133. Because the Millionaire Podcast is on 133. Right. Donald Podcast Extraordinaire. Check him out at Donald the Voice. So that's uh, yeah. uh Charm City, right? Arm City Buyers, that was my episode. I uploaded it through my normal course, which is through SoundCloud. Usually it distributes it from SoundCloud to YouTube, all that, whatever the different sources are. Mm. I switched over to Anchor. It didn't go to any of them. It was only on SoundCloud. Um, the majority of my listeners listen to it on the podcast after their iPhone. So I like had a week and I only got like 74 spins. It was crazy. I put up the episode on the podcast or through Stitcher or through uh, Anchor, and, like, just drag and drop it. And I got, like, 1,200 listens in day one. I don't know where it is now, but from now on, I got to just upload through Anchor, I guess, which is cool. I don't mind doing that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, big week. Closed on the vending, the vending machine route. Got it up and running. Did yeah, you man. Collection today, this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a learning experience. Um, the crazy part about it is when I found the opportunity, I told somebody and they were like um, super on it. They were definitely for it. And then like a week before we were set to close, he was like, I don't want to do it anymore. He's like, I don't think we should do it. We should just focus on like other stuff, focus on the real estate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I'm going to do it anyway. And so, <laughs> so we did it anyway. Uh-huh. And we're still going to finish all the real estate stuff. We got all of our single families are going to be in rentable condition within the next three months. Um, we already have, we just signed a tenant for the infamous Oakman property. We have, uh, of course, the Griggs house, which has been leased for the longest time. And then we have Stahelin. And then we also have um, the Healy house, which will be, we should be filling. I'll put it up on Facebook uh, marketplace I've been getting hit up constantly for this house constantly I have like 50 messages that they're just like is it available can we go see it is it available so we should have that filled in a week it's very easy to get these things filled that's what kind of attracted us to the market is not only is it affordable but the demand is insane so 
um, feel that and just doing great stuff, man. It's possible to do everything. Like, in fact, you have to do everything. If you really want to be independently employed, employed like I desire to be very soon, you got to do a lot. You got to do e-com. You got to do real estate. You got to do vending machines. People, they'll stop you before you get started, but they won't stop you after you get, after you get going. Like, even my wife, she was like, vending machines, but she saw them, them <laughs> that stack of money, and she's like, oh, okay, all right. Like, people, they don't. <laughs> They don't. They they can't see what you see sometimes. They can't right. see it. You still got to yeah, do yeah. it though. So yeah, big week, man. Yep, yep, yep. And what's the um? What's the status? Barbershop still cutting, of course. Mobile, barbershop, mobile barbershop. Barbershop is rolling, man. He um he actually has too much business. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a good problem to have. He parks in this like community center. He parks like right next to a car wash. I mean. You can't beat it. Car wash and getting your hair cut. You're going to be sitting there anyway. It's like mm. a perfect little go there, get your car wash, get your hair cut, go on with your weekend. So Same. he's been super fresh. Yeah, he's been parking there, getting a lot of clients. Um, he actually bought, I think he said he bought two more buses for himself. Um, I don't know if he really did. Sometimes folks be lying. But nevertheless, our bus, everything is is situated. The electrical's working. The generators working, the lift gates working, everything that was we were kind of concerned with, we've kind of worked out all the kinks, and he's running it every single day. He's cutting in it every single day, so we're good. We're good on that front. Just got to make sure that in the beginning he was offsetting his repairs with the rent that he was going to be paying us because we had discounted his rent for like three months just to help him get his business started. Mm-hmm. But now it started, so now he got to pay, um, right. and so we sh- that's where we should be at. We should have been paid in January. We're still expecting that. Um, he's he's late on that. And then we should be getting paid in February. But I'm at the point now where I'm not asking you anymore. I'm not saying nothing. If it doesn't come February 1, you just got to go. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're going to pay us? So you're going to pay us the money? Like, are you a boss or are you a B? I'm a boss. <laughs> Therefore, I don't, I don't ask. This is the expectation. If you eat, if you can't meet the expectation, we just we just gotta go do business with somebody else. Like you gotta you gotta have faith in your own abilities. I feel like that's sometimes where like you can fall short is not having faith in what you can do, and then you allow people to kind of walk over you, and you allow people to kind of like dismiss you or push you off because it's like it's it's difficult doing this stuff long distance. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. We don't do it in California. The first thing we've done in California was this. And I'm finding that sometimes it's a lot easier when you have control of the money, you have control of everything because I dictate what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, when we're going to do it. So long distance poses challenges, but it doesn't make it impossible. Yeah, so um, I want to touch on something real quick. It's kind of like something you say sometimes. Usually you talk about this with like gentrification and being a, a landlord, but saying when we are in control, we get to control like our relationship with like the tenants and the customers and we get to treat our people fairly and in a way that benefits both of us. Like we get to bend the rules a little bit, you know, like you say, you give him a discount for like first three months to get his business yep. going. He might not have gotten that if he had opened up like a Supercuts franchise or something like that. Uh, nope. They would have, they would have checked his credit. They would have required a certain amount of reserves. 
they would have um, probably disqualified him for whatever the reason. He might have had a criminal record or whatever. And so it's like by owning and controlling, we're giving people opportunities. We're giving people what they wouldn't have gotten if they were trying to get out there and get love from their own. Like it's possible. We just got to work with, with our own 100%. I've, I've a vested interest in his family, just like he should have a vested interest in myself. Sometimes I don't get it back though. And that's one of the things that's frustrating is like knowing what I know, knowing community first, I know that when you put the community first, you win, but sometimes these people don't know that. And so they're trying to get over on you. They're trying to take advantage of you. They're trying to, um, like steal from you and they don't realize like bro like i'm trying to help you out why can you help me out <laughs> can this be quid pro quo not just take 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 i put out a tweet earlier and i was talking about like a lot of people slide in the dms and they don't realize they're trying to use you they're trying to take everything from you without giving anything to you that's the definition of using somebody if you are like pretending to like somebody to get what they have you're using them. So it's like, don't use me for my financial information. Don't use me for the assets that we own and control. Don't use us for that. Like contribute to us. We can contribute to you. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, got everything jumping. I mean, you started with the stock investment club. Then you jumped to the real estate. Then uh, barbershop. Mobile barbershop. Am I skipping anything? Mm-hmm. Mobile barbershop, and now and now it's vending machines. Yeah. Well, or if you wanna. Um, the thing uh, is, mm-hmm. is people is we're in the business of cash flow, and cash flow just comes a lot of different ways. So we, it's like Xavier said, investing is the exchange of a as a of a, a, a sum of money for payments over time, a future determined payment. So we are buying income. We're not necessarily saying like, oh, we are in the barbershop business. We're in the vending machine business. We're in whatever. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm looking to buy something else. If the terms make sense, I want to buy something else because we're in the business of getting a check each month. However that check comes, we want it each month. It's the cash flow quadrant. So um, I don't want to say, I mean, the vending machine thing is working. I'm looking to expand that. I'm looking to um, get more machines. I mean, you got to just 10X and just go all in. I started doing the math. I was like, man, if we get another route, we double our route, we're good. Uh, so I'm looking at that. Of course, still looking at the rental properties. I'm not sure if we're going to go single family or multifamily or what we're going to do with that. Some of it's just a headache just because, like, I just don't like dealing with the people of it, man. Like, the vending machines don't talk back. The vending machines, they don't they don't uh, pay. The vending machine money is automatic. I like that automatic income. It doesn't have excuses. It just pays. It's impersonal. People people aren't buying. They're, people aren't buying us. They're buying these branded items that people have spent a lot of money branding. They're buying M&Ms, buying Ruffles, Doritos, things they know. They're not buying that. They're not buying us. They're buying that. So that's one of the things that I look at. But, yeah. Yeah, man, and um, you just keep building one on top of the other. Right, and, and the what you build funds what you build. So it's like the more things that we buy, it just positions us to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. So if we have rental properties, we bought our we bought the big commercial space with our rental income. This year, 
I don't know what we're going to do with it, but I'm just, I'm not in the business of taking money and saying, here, here's your 500 bucks. Here's your thousand dollars. I'm like, man, what else can we buy? Can we buy another house cash? Can we buy another barbershop? Can we buy more vending machines? Like, let's just continue to scale the empire. Right, right, right. All right, so you had a tweet saying, um, start with an activity that gets you in the game. 100%, man. I love that. Um, so I was listening to a podcast, Bigger Pockets podcast, and basically the idea says, like, bro, you got to get in the industry. You got to get in the space. So a lot of people, they're like, I want to flip homes. Well, maybe you need to go work for a house flipper. Maybe you need to go do whatever he wants you to do. You need to get in the space. You need to hear the lingo. You need to see who he's talking to. You need to see how he's treating people. You need to see how, how he handles difficult situations. You got to get in the game. So, yeah, you want to be here, but maybe you need to go and learn how to paint. Maybe you need to go and shadow a, a plumber. You got to get in the space. And so it's kind of a real estate principle. A lot of people want to get in the real estate, but they're like, I need to get my credit right. I need to get this right. Well, maybe you also need to go to a meetup. Maybe you need to start out wholesaling, putting up signs, marketing for deals. You got to get in the space because being in the space is invaluable. That knowledge you're going to get by doing, shadowing, seeing it in real time, seeing it in real life is going to change your life. And then that begins to give you credibility and experience because now you aren't just somebody who's thinking about getting in the vending machine space. You're somebody who has vending machines all over the city. I want to know if you want to experience, if you want to, if you want to take part in this opportunity that we have, we already had the vending machine. All I got to do is place it here. I'll stock it. You get a commission off of the sales. I'm already doing everywhere else. We already have a barbershop. We already have rental properties. So now we talk to somebody and you have more respect because mm -hmm. It's the same thing with us. We didn't start buying at home. We started buying abroad. We got in the space. Now we do real estate. So we didn't wait until we had 200,000, 300,000, 400,000 to house hack something or buy something local. We started where we could. That's, the, that's my motto all the time. I start where I can. And then I scale because we can mess around and we can say, you know what? Let's actually just open up our own real life barbershop. Like just do it and make it pop. And we can and we will, but we've gotten in the space. We've gotten the experience. Now we have a year of barbershop experience. The do is so important, man. The do, all the doing that we've done has now allowed me to then create courses talking about what we've done, starting an investment club, investing as a group, um, filing LLCs. I learned how to file LLC, LLCs just by filing my own. I filed it and I was like, hmm, people might pay me for this. And so people will say like, oh, why would somebody pay you to file their LLC? Like, um, they can Google it. They can figure it out. Well, you can also Google how to make a sandwich, but you ain't over there. You still go to Subway, don't you? You, they, you could Google how to make a pizza. You still go to Pizza Hut. People want Pizza Hut. People want they, People don't want to learn how to do everything you know how to do. They just want the end result. And if they can pay you instead of having to sit there and watch a boring lecture, they just rather pay you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. That is true. People just want to save time sometimes. They don't want the headache. Right. People sitting down running their business all day long. They don't want to think of something else that they need to do. 100%. You could, I feel like that's one of the things that keeps people out of business is they're like, man, why would somebody pay me to do their taxes? It's easy to do their taxes. Why would somebody pay me to um, shine their shoes? They could shine their shoes at home. Why would somebody pay me to 
um, do all these different things, all these different service-based organizations that we could do, start businesses and create wealth, create actual income. People talk themselves out of it. I'm on this tip now. I'm like, I see all these homeless men. Why don't they have a shoe sign company? Why aren't they shining shoes in the corner? They're out there in the financial district, hanging out on Figueroa, set up shop, and just shine shoes in front of all those office buildings. You could put a location in front of every office building, be shining shoes. Like, it costs you 20 bucks, man. And you're probably going to make 50 bucks an hour. 50 bucks an hour. If you charge $7 to $10 to shine shoes, it takes you 10 minutes to shine the shoes. That's 60 bucks if you're busy. But the thing is, is they rather just sit there and just be some bums and just beg for change. Let's take a quick break. Yeah, the tweet you had. Uh, let's talk about these two tweets. I think they're connected. Say, uh, want bigger stuff, buy bigger asset. One hundred percent. You also say assets amplify you. One hundred percent, man. I'm glad you brought that up. It's just something that I realized because I was like, bro, like this week we were out here making a bunch of money in the consulting company and um, I'm watching this fight right now. <laughs> so we were making a bunch of money in the consulting company, but what was crazy is that like, I was also getting vending machines. The vending machines were just going. That fight in like less than a minute. That's crazy. He just beat him down. So anyway, I'm glad that's over so I can focus. Um, what I was going to say is that assets do amplify you because you have one stream of income from yourself. I have a working income. I have a job. So I have a job. That's one layer of income. Then I also had the vending machines running. That's one layer of income. Then also the barbershop running. That's another layer of income. Then we also had um, the rental properties. That's another layer of income. All these layers of income were just hidden. And I was like, bro, like, especially now that they're mature streams, like we are just like amplified. The income is amplified. Like the income is more than just one person's income. And so I realized like by owning cash flow. I've literally like doubled and tripled and quadrupled myself because the income comes in in that sense. So that was just one thing that I realized. Another is you sit around downtown LA and you're like, how am I going to get this stuff? I want a $3,000 um, unit in the city per month, but I also have like an actual personal residence. And I was like, you're never going to get that through your working income. So I just got to buy bigger assets. That's the only thing I could do. I'm like, how do I generate $3,000 in, in, in cash flow each year? Bigger assets. Maybe you got to get an office building. Maybe you got to buy a more established business. Maybe you got to buy whatever, but you got to go bigger. And so that's kind of what I'm aim, aiming at doing is just going bigger. The bigger we go, the more cash flow we're going to get. So that's kind of where I am. Also, with the um, assets amplify you, not just the cash flow. Um, it's kind of like I, I keep... Uh, Erica Williams will keep saying, like, imagine you go into, the, she's talking about, she goes to the bank, she went to the bank, and she's looking for a loan, and she had all these paperwork with all these things that she owned, and it just looks good at the bank that you have, even if it's a, you might laugh at a, being a 1% owner of a rental property, but that 1% is bigger than 
most people in America have. You got 1% of this and 10% of this and 5% of this personal house, vending machines. You look pretty good when you, you go to a bank or some other alternative lender. Yep. And that's, and that's something I even, for, I didn't even think about that. It's like not only the cash flow, but the value of what you own. So you look at everything that we own, if you cap it out, like if you take like a business and you determine the value of that business, a lot of times it's based on a multiple of the net income or a multiple of the revenue. And so let's say the business is generating a hundred grand a year. Let's say it's like, let's say a hundred grand a year and then you cap it out times four. That means that the, the business is worth 400 grand or the business is worth 500 grand. And so when you see these people and they say the net worth is this, that's a multiple of the income. Or when you have a company that's publicly traded, it's the value of all the publicly shares, which is still a function of the profitability of that company because they determine the value of the company based on the share price. And the share price is usually based on it's the, the future earnings of what's it, the future value of later dividends or something like that. And so basically, like you're right, 100%. It's not just the cash flow that's amplified. It's also your net worth. So 100%. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm literally, it's how can I afford it? You know, the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, it says, don't add, don't say I can't afford it. Ask how can I afford it? And so I'm like, well, how can I afford the wraith? How can I afford another place in this city? I need more assets. I need more assets. That's, that's just the it. That's it. You're never going to get it. One of the things that I love that Kezia said is she was saying that like most people who are starting businesses and doing side hustles, they're not doing it to get like massively rich, they're doing it to get paid what they should get paid. Like right. people have degrees, education, experience, and these jobs, they, they just don't wanna pay it. And California specifically, like people move to California they don't realize like California doesn't pay like you think it, they pay. Uh, maybe in Silicon Valley they do, but not, not really mm -hmm. um, for whatever reasons. But that doesn't mean you can't get it. and You have an obligation to get it. And so we go and get it. She said, um, waking up at 6 a.m. for your own business is way easier than waking up at 6 a.m. on Saturday morning for another man's business. Yeah, it's like Dame said, is um, basically, he's like, when you work for yourself and for your family, it never feels like work. And I realized that I was like, when you're, when you, when you got to, so I usually service the route on Saturday mornings. That's just because I decided to do it on Saturday mornings. But the crazy thing is, is it's my business. So if I want to do it on Saturday afternoon, I can do it on Saturday afternoon. If I want to do it on Friday, I do it on Friday. I do what I want to do when I want to do it because I'm a boss, like Dame said. And so it's just, it's a different feeling. When you go and you work for yourself, You'll take a phone call at 10 o'clock. You'll be up researching stuff at 10 o'clock. But when you're working for somebody else, you're like, oh, it's 5 o'clock. I got to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's a different feeling. And I, I, I think the people who work for themselves probably feel that. It's like that quote where it says, I'd rather work 100 hours for myself than 40 hours for somebody else. I'm really big on this Dame Dash thing. I'm understanding, like, it's whack working for another dude. Like, it's, it's really whack. But it's dope when you work for yourself. And that's just kind of where I'm trying to get to more of. And so that's what we got to scale more. That's why we're changing the way we do things. That's why we're getting more proficient. And we're just, we have to grow because ultimately Thai Capital is going to be 
it's going to, it's going to allow us to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And you said the more people they help, the bigger the brand grows. 100%. It's so crazy. The strangers that contact me, uh, I forgot when I did this, but my biz, my phone number is on my Instagram profile some somewhere and people legit call me. It's crazy. I, I was sitting there at six o'clock and my phone rang like two hours ago, three hours ago, my phone rang and I looked and I was like, I don't recognize this number, but it might be important. And so I picked it up because I was like, it might be important. And somebody was like, hey, man, is this Todd? Man, I listened to your podcast and I had a question. I was like, it's six o'clock on a Saturday. Well, we'll make you think you could just call me at six o'clock on a Saturday. His question was like, yeah, I'm looking for a broker in California. I was like, why are you calling me to ask me that question? The crazy part about it is he sent me a DM. He sent me like this long DM. Whenever I see long DMs, I just, I don't like them. It's too much, too much stuff. Um, I get a lot of DMs. Not as many as Aisha, but I get a lot of DMs. And so um, it's just weird. People really reach out to me. But like the crazy thing is, no matter how much product that you sell, there's so many people out there to sell it to. Mm. We live in a planet of billions of people. And a lot of us think that we can only sell to people that we know. And what I'm finding is it's the strangers out there that I don't even know exist who might even interact with me through an Anon avatar of Nipsey Hustle. Like they buy everything I drop. And so it's like Chris says, there's more people that you don't know than people that you do know. And so I need to get to those people because they be, those people have the wealth. Those people don't know me from Joe. They just know the brand of me. They don't know what I looked like five years ago, four years ago. All they know is the brand that I present myself as today. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, that's the goal is, and that's the beauty of it. I put out another tweet and it was talking about how like, when you work for yourself, you can help more people in less time and make more money. And my business, while it does pay the bills, it only helps people. And that's what a business is supposed to do. And your job will never do that. My job doesn't help people. My job kind of takes advantage of people. We bring in people with these lawsuits and they end up getting paid whatever. The attorneys get a bunch of money and the doctors get a bunch of money. And I'm like, that's my job though. Imagine if that's the only way I could serve people is through that platform. I would never help anybody. Even when I was like working in investment advising, like we're selling people mutual funds saying you're going to get seven to 10%. Fuck seven and 10%. Through Tide Capital, I get people 50%. But what happens is you work for a place like that. They're going to take the 50% and they're going to give you 10%. They're going to make the money. The mutual funds make the money. They're going to take your money. They're going to loan it out. They're going to invest it in more risky things. And they're going to give you 10% and say, oh, yeah, we put this in an index fund. I can help my people. And the more people that I help, that's what business is. Business is, are you helping people? Help more people. Help more people. Like, if people have problems, help them solve those problems. We live in a community that's full of problems and a bunch of people who just do nothing but point at them instead of solving them and fixing them and helping people. If we help our people, we have less issues. If we have less issues, we have a community. We have 
less dysfunction. We have more productive communities, less violence, more healthy communities, more happiness, more love. A lot of people in these communities are miserable. They're pissed off. They're angry all the time because everybody's out for themselves. They're out there trying to take advantage of you. They're out there trying to take what you have instead of trying to give to you and add more value to you. And that's just been my platform. I think it's because of what I've been raised in, but it's like, I, when I was growing up, I never realized this. When I was growing up, being a B, being a, like a B word was actually more so, are you willing to beat up another black man? Are you willing to hurt, harm, injure, insult another black man? It was never anything productive. Like, it was always like, oh, you, you ain't going to catch his fade. You can go fight him. You can go just do some ignorant shit. Like, that's what the standard of, that's what the measure of a man was from 18 down. Maybe even from 22 down. And then I realized, like, that's, I always knew it. That's why I always had a problem doing it. I was like, why would I want to, like, fight him? Why would I want to be, like, he looks just like me. And that's what the community is. It's a bunch of people that are measuring themselves based on how, how mean they can be to each other how brutal, how vicious they can be to each other. And then I realized, like, I put out a tweet, and I was like, man, like, the way I approach economics and business and success, that's what I measure being a B by. If you go out there into the world and you're like, oh, I can't because white people, oh, I can't buy property because they won't give us loans. Oh, we can't do that. That's being a B to me. And that's being a B in the stuff that matters. And that's how you actually elevate a community. But there's people out there who will give you all the excuses why they can't start a business, why they can't create wealth for their family, why they can't buy property, why they can't keep it. But they're out here beating up other people, insulting other people, dragging other people, canceling other people. Like, put that energy somewhere productive, man. Use all that bravado, all that brashness, all the gupster that you have to do something productive for your community. Go be, go be a man that way. Go be a boss that way. Go be a bad B that way. Go be a real N-word in the things that are productive, not in the things that are destructive. That shit pisses me off. Yeah, it's like we say here, don't be a little B, start a little business. And like you said on one of your posts, I think it was on Instagram, problems are income. I think that's something that we don't, that we kind of lose sight of. Like you said, we have all these problems in our community and we don't realize that's where we can build wealth, solving our own problems. Right, right. It's like, oh, we don't have any fresh vegetables. Get some damn seeds. Go to Home Depot and get you some seeds and become the gardener in your community and get rich in the process. You, the thing about business, I don't know if I mentioned this on this podcast, the other, but business isn't just how you replace your job. Business is how you replace your boss, meaning that your boss is rich because he has a business. The owner of our firm, he lives the life. Lakers, courtside tickets, VIP treatment everywhere. When it's time to travel, his family goes first class to Spain, to Miami, to Canada. They take off weeks of a time at work because he's the boss. Mm-hmm. Business isn't just like if you make 40, 50K, you don't go on business to make 40, 50K. You go into business to make 250K. You go into business to make 2 million. And we're seeing it. People are making massive income, not because they're anything special, but because they decided to take their talents directly to market. If I take my talent directly to market, I'm not charging you $25, $30, $40 an hour. I'm charging you like $200 an hour, $300 an hour. 
if I'm charging you $300 per hour and you multiply that times 40, 50 hours, let's do the math. If $300 an hour times 50 hours a week, let's just do 40 hours. Let's do average time. I'm, I, I really want to find this. $300 times 40 hours a week. That's 12 grand a, a week. Hmm. A week. 12 grand a week. And you're probably going to work a lot more than that. But 12 grand a week is going to give you $50,000 a month. You can get that in business. And if you get it in e-com, you mess around and you making, you might be making $1,000 an hour. There's money in e-com. And so I say all that to say that a job isn't the, the reason why I've always been drawn to business isn't just because of the whole like being your own boss and not having to listen to somebody. It's because the unlimited income that you can make. Not only that, but also um, you can hire employees to, to do the work for you. I was like, if I'm at work, I'd rather have employees do the work for me. Of course, it'd be fairly paid employees, well-paid employees. But like, if I can get people to work for me, that's dope. That's a position of, of really amplifying my income. So right. I just want people to understand that like business is the next level. It's not, it's not employee or business owner. They're not level. It's like employee and business owner. Business owner is really like where you want to be. And we got to stop thinking they're the same because they're not. It's not the same. Yeah, it could be a lot bigger to be an employer than an employee. We'll be right back. Join us for the Black Men Building Wealth Virtual Conference, February 29, 2020, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., featuring Charles Oglesby, Andre Hatchett, Jillian Gordon, Brian Robinson, Brandon Thomas, Oge Madu, Gene Holloman, Lamon Woods, Jay Morrison, Torrance Reed, Byron Sellers, Henry Washington, Brian Thomas, Xavier Miller, Chris Senegal, Jeremy Johnson, and more. Topics covered will include marriage, personal finance, debt pay down strategies, tech and investing, mobile home real estate investing, tax strategies, and more. All proceeds will be donated to the Bless a Black Man Foundation. It's the Black Man Building Wealth Virtual Conference. It's lit. So you said the biggest companies in the world aren't afraid to promote their brand or what they do. Well, here is you, can't pay your bills, afraid to talk about what you do, cause or correlation? Man, I'm finding that like, I get the best sales days when I promote the hell out of my stuff. And sometimes you don't wanna be annoying you don't want to be seen as somebody who's trying to sell, seen, seen as somebody who's, quote, sleazy. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, man, F that. My business has to function systematically. I need to know that I'm asking for the sale on every post. If I post something on Instagram and it gets a 1,000 likes and it doesn't have a call to action to buy something from me, that's a waste of a viral post. You literally just wasted it. Like, you're just giving away value. Granted, you're typically going to get it anyway. Because if you give away that much value, people are going to just be drawn to you and so you'll get them another way. But I'm finding that, like, I got to be aggressive. We are talking mm -hmm. about that today. We are talking about Brandon Ingram and how when he was playing for the Lakers, he was kind of timid. 
But now in New Orleans, he's kind of being aggressive, and now he's playing all-star basketball. And I was like, in business, you got to be the same. Well, you can't be timid in business. You got to be aggressive. You got to go to the. You got to go for the for the sale, which is going to the rack, and you got to mm-hmm. um, like really be out there getting to the money. And so I'm learning to be okay with selling. I'm learning to be okay with with promoting myself because that's what businesses do. These businesses, they're always marketing. They're always advertising. They're always saying, buy our stuff. But we're over here just thinking that somebody's supposed to just support us. Like, you don't, you don't grow Apple off of support. You don't go Google off of support. You go Google off of sales, aggression, out there getting it, branding, advertising. And that's just what I'm doing. Um, and that's what I'm going to keep doing. And, yeah, I got I to gotta act like the big boys. You want to make big boy money. And you got to stay top of mind because sometimes people just forget. Say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that later. And then you go about, people are busy. People go about their day doing stuff. Forget about your, you and yourself. So you got to remind them, tap them again. Like, hey, I got this thing that you want. And exactly. Yep. yep, 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 yep. And last week, before we wrap it up, over-delivering is the name of the game. Yeah, man. Um, something I got from Nicole Purvey. Uh, she was talking about how she had put together this uh, this conference. And when she did the conference, she was listing out all the people. And it was like, bam, 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 bam. Like, just so many people. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, you got you to gotta over-deliver. You can't under-deliver and then ask a premium price. You got to kind of give a fair price and still give more than what you're asking for. A lot of times in business, we want to sell that super expensive product, the thousand dollar product, the $2,000 product, but we're not giving them thousand dollars, $2,000 worth of game. People out here teaching people whatever and trying to charge a bunch of money. Um, and so like for me, I found that also true when I put together the the package that I put together, which was the, uh, what was the it? Group, the group economic starter kit. Group economic starter kit. And it was everything that I had ever done. And I included the book. And it sold like crazy. It sold like crazy. I was only going to do 10. I think I sold 40. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And, that was, and that, was, that was four different courses, right? Yeah, man. Four different courses. Yeah. So I, tell the people, what's the four courses in there? Four courses was how to invest as a group, how to start an investment club, how to start an LLC. And then also I threw an LLC filing in there. And I also threw in a, uh, the investing one-on-one book. The reason why I did that is because I saw what Chris was doing. I was like, Chris bundled all this stuff together and he's selling it for like 50 bucks. I was like, why wouldn't I do the same thing Chris is doing? And so I did it and it worked. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a lot of stuff Chris is doing like, you don't got to reinvent the wheel. And you also don't have to think you're too cool to follow what's working. And so I was like, you know what? I don't even understand why he's doing it, but he keeps doing it. So let me try it. <laughs> and I tried it and it worked. I did that with the $50 Friday. I was like, I don't know why he always does $50 Fridays, but he keeps doing it. Let me try it out. And I tried it and it creates consistent income. $50 Fridays alone could allow me to walk away from my job. Like that alone creates consistent income that a lot, I could just... Cause I know every Friday I should at least make a thousand dollars every Friday. I should, every Friday, at least a thousand dollars. So that creates the consistency that I didn't have before. And then whatever I sell over and above that is great. And so 
um, yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay, so it's, it's kind of like what we said last week, uh, study bosses and do the things they do. Watch what they do and do them. Yeah, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just follow what Chris is doing. Follow <laughs> what people like we are doing. If you Even if you don't understand it, like there's a reason why we do this stuff over and over again. There's a reason why I post things on Twitter, Instagram. There's, really do, re, there's a reason why we do the podcast, a reason why we write blogs, reason why we started an investment club, reason why we're doing everything we're doing, because it works. Yeah, so guys, uh, look for that group economic starter kit on the Todd Capital um, page. We have the, the link in the show notes. Todd Capital, look for that. It's a super, it's a super deal. I'm gonna let it run a few more days. I should have been taking it down, but mm -hmm. it's only fifty dollars right now, and you're gonna get everything. Um, the same course that somebody has already paid a lot of money for. So, yeah, each course is like anywhere from two fifty to five hundred dollars. So, so the value is definitely there. And then, not only that, like once you make that investment in yourself, you kind of have access to asking questions for me. A lot of people want to ask questions for me and they never bought nothing from me. They're trying to pimp me out. They're trying to pimp up my knowledge. They're trying to suck me dry of my wisdom and they might not get a response. You want to gamble with that? You want to gamble with not getting a response? Be my guest. But I, I would recommend that you actually participate in what we're doing. Get the email, ask questions, get responses. If you're truly serious about building up your business, if you're truly serious about taking it to the next level, because a lot of people, they say they want to get it to the next level, but they want to get everything for free. Or they want to pimp you out like a hoe. <laughs> oh, man. So, yep, check that out. You heard it first here. Um, still at $50 for a limited time. So everybody listening, jump over there, get that fifty dollar deal. Get four courses and an ebook. Yep. Also, check out Charm City Buyers Next Gen. Um, working with them lately, uh, they're doing some really cool stuff. So we should have the link there. I think they're giving off ten percent. So if you want to get that ten percent, check it out. It's the link is going to be in the show notes. Uh, also, yeah. before we go, we got a. Uh, you're talking about conferences. Black Man Building Wealth Conference. We also have a link for that in the show notes. Uh, virtual coming. conference. We got it's all coming. these speakers. Get, keep getting more and more. Yeah. Uh, we got a special guest Jay Morrison is going to be talking. Um, doing some really cool stuff. So you guys definitely should check us out. We'll be talking. And all the money that you guys, any all the ticket money is going to end African-American male homelessness, how are we going to do that? By helping them start businesses. We're not just going to give them money so they can buy food. We're going to give them something so that they can start a business. So like I said, the Shine Company, if you want to get your stuff started so you can start your own business, we'll help you get the business permit, we'll help you get all that stuff. Like that's progressive. I'm not just trying to like give you money so you can go buy drugs, so you can be in the same place in six months. We're going to help you become a responsible business owner. If you want to sell flowers, we're going to help you sell flowers. If you want to sell t-shirts, we'll help you sell t-shirts. If you want to sell umbrellas when it's raining. But we need to become merchants and not just like miscreants. <laughs> <laughs>
merchants, not miscreants. Okay, that's a new one. It is. Man, I don't want to miss anything. You always be cutting my show short, man. I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> I think we, we talked about a lot of stuff on here. Yeah, man, we did. Um, one, thing, one thing I did say that I just saw, um, I don't know if we talked about this, but I was talking about, like, speaking life into your community. I think we talked about it a little uh, bit. Um, but it's this idea of let's not have hoods anymore. We need to build community. Um, I think that just this idea of the hood and the ghetto and speaking those words of our community, it, 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 does, a just, uh, it does us a disjustice, an injustice, rather. Mm-hmm. So we got to watch our words. We got to watch what we're doing. We got to uplift each other, support each other, support their ventures. If you see somebody doing something and they're out there trying to make it, help them, man. It's only going to help you because you become affiliated with that person. So, I mean, Tweet Talks podcast, Raphael, he's, 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 he's the man. He's the man. He's only becoming more of the man. And the more we work together, the more we work, lean on each other because I lean on him, he leans on me. We're only going to grow each other, man. And this guy, he knows what I would post. It's really cool that he's like, he sees stuff and he's like, that fits the brand of Tweet Talks, um, like that you should post. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I no mean, nonsense. The we, no excuses. The, the more we work together, we, the more we um, refine this process. We get to know each, um, each other and how, we, how it all fits. And exactly. it's not going to be perfect from the get-go. It's like Charles always says, get started, get fancy later. And teamwork. Yes, sir. Teamwork. So check out the show notes. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us ratings, reviews, all that good stuff. Share with your friends. Follow us on Twitter. Charles at Todd Billy, T-O-D-D-B-I. LLI and Raphael at Work Money Life. Follow us on Instagram at Black Wealth Tweet Talk. It's lit. At Partner with Millie, M I L L I. At Todd.Capital, that's Todd with two D's. And at Bless a, ba- Bless a Black Man on IG. You know, we keep that content coming. Yes, sir. Sign up for the email list for the, uh, the Talk Capital email list. Check out oglesbeholdings.co. You know, the new blog is running. For my son, son blog. Man, we're going to build that up too. It's going down. 10x, every, we're taking risks in 2020. Taking risks. He said, F living basic, we're taking risk. <laughs> F with saying this. Yeah, so 2020. Do it big this year. Like we said, get your tickets for Black Man Building Wealth Conference, the virtual conference that's happening February 29th. It's virtual. You got no excuses. You don't have to get a plane ticket. You don't have to get a hotel. It's on Eventbrite. It's easy to buy. We'll have the link for that in the show notes. Get your tickets while the the prices are low because they will be going up. Uh, Like you said, get that group economic starter kit, you know, and you got to think about it. Group economics, you might have two or three friends that you might, that you've known for 20, 10, 20 years, 
that you want to start something with, this will give you the, the blueprint. Okay. We're not telling you, you buy it and your friend buy it and his friend and the other friend buy it. You got, it's for you guys, 50 bucks. You all watch it. Yep. We're, not, we're, not, we're not policing you guys. <laughs> 50 bucks and you and your four friends can watch it and build together. Start something together and build up. And the return on that 50 bucks is going to be infinite. So check out the stuff. Check out the show notes. We'll have it all for you. Episode 31, Reggie hey. Miller. Rafael and Charles, we are out. Peace. I can't find the stop recording button. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tweet Talk. To connect with Raphael and Charles on social media, hit them up on Instagram at WorkMoneyLife and at Todd Billy. And come get some more of these bars at, at Blackwell Tweet Talk at Partner with Millie and at bless a black man now if you want to send in a voice message go to anchor.fm forward slash tweet talk forward slash message and of course you can always support the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash tweet talk forward slash support until then remember don't be a little b build a business we out <laughs>